Lunch with Pippa Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. It is time for Consumer Talk. Wendy Nola's with us in studios to, uh, in studio today, tackling a couple of listener queries around the quality of the Disney Plus streaming offering, uh, not the quality of the programming itself. Again, rather the difficulties some are encountering in actually viewing that content. And then we'll make some time to take a look at the latest report from the Consumer Goods and Services Ombud and possibly to fit in a couple of open line calls as well. Just a reminder, you can tweet your question or comment at Cape Talk or at PJC Hudson. Your SMS has come to 314. 567 emails to pippa h at capetalk.co.za and we always love it best when you phone and talk in person 021-446-0567 welcome back wendy thanks pippa I feel quite sad about this first topic because we were all so excited when Disney Plus announced their launch about three months ago. And I've been watching some of their content. I haven't had a lot of TV viewing time in the last few months, but I have watched a couple of the Marvel movies and there's great Star Wars content on that platform. Um, it's it's a really lovely offering. It's not the content that's in the spotlight this week, though. No, it's not. It's, it's as you say, it's the it's... It's the quality of the app. So many people who have complained about it, and look, you know, we well know people don't sort of complain to me and go on social media in general to rave. Um, they they feel motivated to, to have their say when they, they're not happy. So um, I have no way of knowing what percentage of people are having, of, of those who signed up three months ago or since, um, how many of them are having these problems. But the complaints are mainly around constant buffering. Even those that say, I've got high-speed Wi-Fi, um, it's just not working for me so a couple of comments that I picked up um, on Twitter Josh said buffering low resolutions on most devices no Dolby stroke Atmos vision no downloadable content we have load shedding (laughs) Mallory said the app does not work why do I have to restart it and my device etc to watch one episode it's just so much work to watch one thing Andrew Fraser who's a well-known techie commenting Mm -hmm. on these things we've had, had him on the show in the past he said this is the solution which Disney Plus Um, have for streaming issues evidently because he got this email I can only understand your frustration and completely get where you are coming from so at this stage the only thing I can suggest is seeing that your subscription ends tomorrow you can opt not to renew the subscription and resubscribe once we have officially resolved the issue so there's an acknowledgement (laughs) that there is an issue some said they'd been offered a refund on their remaining subscription term um, so you can subscribe for a month or a, year, a special yeah. offer for a year paid up front if they cancelled, but they wanted a full refund due to their streaming issues from day one. And that's certainly what the Consumer Protection Act would support. Another one just in on our WhatsApp saying, I'm very glad to hear you discussing Disney Plus's performance. The content is okay and seems to be increasing, but the interface isn't great. I've watched shows drop off and are difficult to watch. As for the speed, some nights it's ridiculously slow and unusable. I haven't had issues with Netflix, YouTube or Showmax streaming and I have a decent 50 meg fiber line. Their technology to compress and deliver the video is nowhere close to what Netflix is doing. And that's a comment from Sean that's P. That's very well-worded. On the WhatsApp Thank you, line. Sean. Thanks, Sean, for, for, for phrasing it so well. Wendy, I know you've been in, in conversation with Disney asking for some answers, and uh, they've sent you a statement they would like shared. So let's start there and they then we'll delve it shared in full. into the individual questions. Let's yes. take a listen. Okay. So the, the, the bit they've wanted uh, to be expressed or shared in full, it goes like this. Our team is committed to delivering a best-in-class streaming experience for all subscribers of Disney+. Plus. We've seen great interest from our customers using the service and streaming shows and movies from 
from our iconic brands, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, National Geographic, and Star. A small number of our subscribers have experienced some functional and device compatibility issues. We appreciate everyone's patience and their feedback has been vital as we work to address the issues as quickly as possible. If I were to quit that as a media professional, I will say that's lovely, but where's the sorry? <laughs> Fair point. Yeah. Mm. And then for background, which, uh, that has to be uh, attributed to a Disney pl- a Disney spokesman. Okay. The rest is for background. It doesn't have to be attributed. So I'm, I'm not quite sure what that means, but it's worth um, talking about some of that background. So they say the Hotstar team has had success building streaming platforms at scale in India and across the Asia-Pacific region and has mass appeal in the region. The launch three months ago in South Africa is an extension of this. We are always working with our partners to make Disney Plus available on as many devices and platforms as as possible and will continue to do so. And here's a hint at what's going wrong. South Africa has a wide range of devices in the market, including many older devices and different versions of streaming or casting products that are unsupported. So it's all our fault. Wendy, so just (laughs) off the cuff, my response is I'm thinking back to another launch several months before this, when BritBox went live, same thing. We had a string of listeners saying, I can't access it. My device that I thought was going to work isn't working, etc. The difference in the response, though, is that BritBox bent over backwards to try and get those listeners sorted out and advise them on where they were going wrong with their device, advise them on a fix to breach in some cases or bridge the gap between Yes, whatever it was that they had, and and acknowledged the fact that that in many cases it was a, a a device issue, and that maybe they hadn't been as clear in expressing what sort of device would be needed to support their platform. Yes, and they Which have fixed that disclosure. Well, okay, I'm sure they're so going to. So I hope Disney's going to get yes. to the same the same Fair point. Comment. Yeah. Yes, because um, now there's a precedent for this sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. I, I was some, one of those that that got BritBox right in the beginning and didn't have any problems. So. Clearly, it's it is dependent on on how you are and it, accessing it's how old your television yes. is. It's you know a, a lot of people who were trying to 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 get it on older devices were finding that they weren't compatible. But as you yeah. say, fair enough. But that should be stated upfront mm. so that people know what they sign. Yeah, exactly. know that they can actually what the use limitations the could possibly be. Um, okay, so you have been engaging with them. Did they directly address the issue of why? So well, when you say so many people, as you say, we don't know what percentage of people it is who are experiencing this. But anecdotally, it's a good few. Wendy. I think so. Uh, what did they say about it? Just it? said, yeah, they're calling it a small number. Um, the fee- their feedback has been helpful in helping to resolve the issues raised, and we appreciate everyone's patience as we work to resolve all issues. Uh, raised as quickly as possible. For example, says Disney, we've been working to resolve functionality and compatibility issues with Android devices. We've seen a significant reduction in playback failure rates on these devices over the past month. Um, Incidentally, the comments that I quoted um, a little earlier were all this week, so I wasn't accessing old comments. So these are people that are still experiencing problems. Uh, Disney says we continue to roll out to roll out updates to the Disney Plus app and increase our device footprint with many more exciting announcements to come. Okay, before we take a look at the response to to Andrew's comment about the, well, don't renew your subscription response, we've got a couple of more listener um, responses coming in on the WhatsApp and the voice note. Uh, A WhatsApp from Anna Marie saying, I'm also experiencing buffering issues and I've got a really decent fibre connection. I watch Netflix all the time. The user interface is terrible. To view the details of the show or to add or remove from my watch list is just so annoying. 
Anonymous saying the Disney app doesn't let you turn off continuous streaming. So if you fall asleep, it'll just stream for hours. The only way to prevent it is with airplane mode and a download. And then there's a voice note as well. Let's take a listen. Hi, Papa, on Disney+. Plus, I just wanted to say that I started watching a series and I was about two episodes in. It was the Keeper of the Ashes and then there just weren't other episodes and I needed to email them and say, where are the other episodes? And they said, oh, we didn't realize the episodes weren't there. We'll get on it. Oh, so it's just bizarre that a consumer has to tell the platform that they're missing half of an entire series. <sighs> It is indeed, but thanks for taking the time to tell them on behalf of everybody else who's trying to watch the series. I know this is coming off a low base, but at least she was able to actually engage with somebody there and actually point it out because how many how much time on this show did we spend saying, you know, you just couldn't You couldn't get engage. hold of anybody. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that she did get some feedback. Uh, keep those voice notes coming to 0725671567. There's another one to listen to. Hi, uh, this is Simon from uh, Dunville. Um, I've been with uh, Disney Plus since they uh, started in SA and even before um, via VPN. Um, the app for South Africa seems to be uh, very, very tricky. Um, I've recently discovered that if you have your earphones in your iPad and you're watching, um, it will not play the, the content. Um, and there's a lot of other issues with I have Apple TV that I use, um, and it seems that little slight deviations or changes um, in your usage um, seems to affect um, their, their interface. Um, so yeah, but I've, I've actually cancelled subscription um, because I don't like uh, struggling to figure out what's happening with with the service. Um, so I've just opted out. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Simon, thanks for that. We're going to talk about cancellations in, in yeah. just a minute. It is because unfortunately it is becoming a key part of this conversation. Wendy, just to go back to the questions that you sent them for response, though, you read out that message from Andrew Fraser who shared the feedback he'd been given, which I think I made the comment was that it was quite defeatist. They basically said, well, don't renew your subscription until we've sorted it out. Um, did you engage them with them I on did. That? Uh, that was one of the questions I said, you know, is 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 that... Um, really, the response. <laughs> is that really, this runs. Um, and they said we roll out updates updates regularly, and not all of our subscribers are using the latest version of the app. We encourage everyone to check that they have the latest version of the app for the best experience. For example, the download functionality has been rolled out, and it is available for subscribers for on the go or offline viewing. And they've given a call center number, which I'm sure those subscribers have. Um, or just visit help.disneyplus.com, um, giving your device type, model number, etc., to help them address the problem. It does occur to me, though, I mean, this is a nice-sounding um, willingness to engage and, and work through the issues, for, you know, on a case-by-case basis, but this is, we're at three months down the line. You kind of think after three months, it's you a really long time, that there shouldn't be this level of, of um, complaints and people still in the dark about what's going on or getting to the point where they, I mean, it's no, it's certainly not in their best interest for so people to give up and want yeah. to cancel, yeah. What's really interesting to me is the number of messages we're getting saying it, it's it's not related to old devices. Uh, so firstly, Daniel's saying, I'm having these issues on a brand new Samsung TV. I agree with everything Sean has just said. Nikki's saying, I've got a new MacBook Air 
it too is buffering on Disney. And then Atian and Kirstenhoff making a very good point. If Disney Plus does not have backwards compatibility on older devices, as she put it, why make the app available? Uh, which is a fair point. If it cannot be supported by an older device, that should be disclosed to customers That's before what we just said. they sign up. As we Everything said, in the, the CPA yeah. is about disclosure so that people can make an informed choice. Like you can't be finding out um, After afterwards. And certainly, as I'm saying, in month three or four, um, they've had ample time to now make those disclosures for people yeah. who are wanting to sign up now. It was such a, such a, a shame because there doesn't seem to be any dispute about the quality of the content. You yeah. know, Nobody's saying, no, I signed up and I couldn't find anything to watch, so I've cancelled. It's, cancelled. it's rubbish, it's, or, yes. you know, the stuff you hear from time to time. And this is about you know, the way you access it. access it. So, okay, so let's get to what's going on with, with cancellations and refunds. Some of those customers are telling us that they have been offered refunds to make up for their disappointing yes. experience. Is that being applied universally? I, well, I asked, I asked them about that and I also said some had complained about being given a pro rata refund um, and when they felt that this was a problem that was existing from the day from day one and uh-huh. that they so they didn't get what they weren't able to get what they were paying for um and so i put it to them you know why wouldn't you be uh, prepared to issue full refunds in the case of those people who yeah. asked for them cancelled um the answer is regarding refunds we handle each user escalation on a case-by-case basis within our refund policy of the subscriber agreement there are two options for subscribers um, regarding payment monthly at 119 rand a month and annually 1119 rand so 10 times more for the year mm. a special pre-registration price point that was offered at launch <coughs> effectively you get two months free i guess yeah all new subscribers who have purchased their subscriptions from disney plus directly have a seven day um, for monthly and two week cooling off period in which they can choose to cancel the subscription with a refund okay that is that is something for all issues raised after the cooling off periods we work to first assist them with troubleshooting to rectify the issue um for monthly subscribers for cases where issues persist we offer a one to two weeks refund as a gesture of goodwill while the issue is being investigated and for monthly subscribers should the issue persist on an ongoing basis and a subscriber requests a refund we will offer a pro rata mm. refund and cancel the subscription um so yes so that was an answer to the question but it's it's not supported by um, legislation in this country ah, if, okay if there's a problem from day one you should be refunding yes you're not fees from day so, one so yeah. the consumer protection act gives you um, an out within well, the, the the right to cancel for a full refund if goods or services are not fit for purpose um, within six months you should be able to get a full refund um, so it's still within that window for sure yes. and also I mean to add if you if you did take out that discounted annual subscription uh, but cancelled early then that discount is going to be removed from That's the pro rata calculation as well so that needs to be kept in mind Mandy tweeting to say this has been a problem since day one and Disney knew about it Mandy's comment is they've just repackaged the Indian tech offering without testing it for local conditions it affects people with high tech infrastructure Two, this isn't an old device problem. Yeah, and I've I've heard that from a number of people. I was going to get to that that they're saying they've taken. They just assumed they just lumped us in with um, India and assumed that it would all that you be fine. And if you if we go back, I'm just trying to find it. If you go back to the original um, response, 
Um, they said something uh, to the fact to the effect of about the um, platform. Yes, the they said team. it's been it's the Hotstar team has had success building streaming platforms at a scale in India and across the Asia Pacific region and has mass appeal in the region. The launch three months ago in South Africa is an extension of this. So it possibly, uh, some people are suggesting, and this is conjecture, that they just took it and thought it would work here and, and, it's, it's, and it's not, not compatible. quite as neatly no, as they thought it would. No, yeah. but three months on, I think they should have been a little bit further down the fixed road than they are currently. It's a bit of a wishy-washy response all round, really. Is, I don't um, see a lot of um, No, I'm certainly going answers. to... No, I'm certainly mm. <laughs> going to be going back to them around the... Um, as a consumer journalist, my interest lies in the recourse. So yes. um, that pro rata um, refund thing... Um, is problematic. Um, although you do have to factor in, they do have the right to say, well, then... You've we've, utilized some of the service. So. And, and also, mm-hmm. n- no, not so much that, but you, we're going to take away the... Um, um, the annual discount. The discount. But I mean, mm. what you paid is what you paid. Mm. So if it's not working, you should get a refund. Get your full, full. refund, yeah. yeah. Okay, so a conversation, I think, to be continued. Um, before we leave television behind, there is a TV license question I'd like to raise, but I can see the time. We'll get to that after the eyewitness okay. news. Um, yeah, Danny and Stellenbosch echoing what uh, quite a bit of what you said about um, the Hotstar platform, etc. But let me just read his message as it came through. Danny's feeling is that Disney is using us for beta testing. We get what they're called the Hotstar <laughs> platform that was developed for Thank India. You. They assumed our market would be similar with a similar device profile and viewing habits, i.e. phone versus television, hence the use of mobile phone numbers for usernames as an example. The key issue is we don't get the real Disney Plus app. Uh, we get a watered down version and we as SA users are just more demanding than the Indian market and that is what has caught them out. That's a view from Dani in Stellenbosch. Uh, if you are one of the users who's struggling and you've got something to add about your own experience or something that's worked in improving the quality of the streaming for you, please do pop through a voice note to 0725671567. Just before we leave the um, TV viewing issues behind, Wendy, uh, we had an email in from Rochelle a little while ago resuscitating a, a talking point that comes back in cycles every every so often because it's just never resolved. Rochelle wrote to say, my best friend recently emigrated and has all the documentation confirming her cancellation of her TV license and yet she is still being asked to pay the license. Mm-hmm. Do you have any suggestions, contacts I can use to try and get it sorted out once and for all? Call centres have been contacted, emails sent and yet still the notice for payment arrives. The 265 rand. This is the bit uh, where yeah. Wendy Nola tells you that one option is just to pay it to make them go away. It's terrible. I mean, I've, a lot of people have said that yeah. uh, publicly on social media, and it's 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 ridiculous it's a thing to have to. Yes, exactly. defeat is unacceptable, <laughs> but they have just found it the the um, least stressful. That sort of buys them peace for another twelve months. Uh, for another twelve least, months, yeah. and. Yeah, the cynic would have to suggest that that's possibly that's part of the strategy. Yes. Yeah. So um, I started a few months ago engaging with um, TV, SABC TV license uh, division um, via the media people. Um, I even um, wanted invited someone <coughs> to come on the show. I can't remember if it was the show, 702, but anyway, they came back to me the day after the show to say, um, we're available now. And I said, oh. um, and then I said, okay, that was, but I still would like answers to these questions. And the questions were around exactly what is the, what is the p- policy on what, via what platform do you cancel? What do you need to provide for these various scenarios, immigration, divorce, giving the TV away, 
donating it, it's charity, no longer yeah. working yes exactly and um and then there's something on the the Q and A on the website, the SABC TV LIC, LIC website, um, that says you've got to um, you've got to um, submit your cancellation via a prescribed form in brackets affidavit. So I said, well, where is it? Surely the <laughs> the thing to do would be have a link to, to the, the form. Th- yeah. Uh, and anyway, suffice to say that I got some answers uh, yesterday, and the two two of my main questions were left unanswered. I have said to them. This time I'm not um, letting this one go. I have so many issues that I just, that one just, I just, they wore me out basically. Yeah. I said, I'm not going to be worn out this time. And um, I'm going to persist until I get all the answers. So they've they've left out two answers and I've gone back and they've come back to say, um, we'll respond to those ASAP. So okay. I'm, 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 I think, I'm hope, I'm right in assuming that we will have those answers by next week. But in the meantime, um, if you're in that situation, if you know someone like Rochelle does that's in that situation, please send me those individual cases with as much detail as possible. And I will, in the next few days, so that they've got time to respond, send them through to that contact and then we'll deliver the the why is it such a, uh, you know, why is it information on how to do this such a um, secret mm. Um and deliver and, and do as much as to to provide the information that SABC is choosing not to on its platform um, as we can. It's obviously not in their interests to, we to know make it this. easy for we you to cancel. We know this, but, but I'm, I'm here to do a consumer service and yeah. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I hope we can get that feedback next week. I'm going to. It actually speaks feeds quite neatly into our next point of conversation around, amongst other things, the information that businesses are supposed to make readily available yes. to consumers. Yes. After a very short break, we're going to be taking a look at the latest release of the annual report from the Consumer Goods and Services Ombudsman and what it says about consumer complaints in the last year. We'll also make some space for your open line calls. Cape Talk. Consumer Talk. Call now on 21 that is the number to dial if you'd like to ask a question or uh, pose, uh, share a comment, that is. Wendy, next we're going to take a look at the latest annual report released by the Consumer Goods and Services Ombudsman. Always makes for interesting reading and gives insight into what customers are complaining about, how much joy they're getting resolving those complaints and more. What can you tell us about the latest one? Okay, to, to start with, the good news is that in the latest report released just this morning covering um, 2021 to February in February 2022 yeah. this year, 60% of the almost 14,000 cases that the office mediated were resolved in favor of mistreated consumers. So with the other, the financial ones, it's, you know, 22, 23% yeah. only in favor of consumers. So um, that is good news. Um, and that put a total of 11.5 million rand back into the pockets or at least the bank accounts of those people who had complained. For yeah. me... The bad news is that 22% of those uh, almost 14,000 cases um, that they handled in that year had to be closed without any result because the companies concerned failed to cooperate with the Ombuds Office. In other words, they just ignored the emails. Mm. They just um, Because the thing is that the office doesn't have any enforcement teeth, and I yeah. think they know it. So in such cases, 
Ombudsman um, Mahatan Baslele said in her report, we are obliged to close the case and issue the complainant with a termination notice. And 2,176 consumers got those termination notices in the last year. Um, and the thing is that in terms of the Consumer Protection Act, the onus is then on the consumer to lodge a fresh complaint with the National Consumer Commission. We have no way of tracking how many consumers go on to do this because they some may choose to go the legal route if they're owed enough money or they might simply lose patience, patience with the process and give up. And I think in the, that's the case with a lot of, a lot of the time. So yeah. just to, to be clear, you can comp- do, you, do you have to complain to the Ombud before you go to the National Consumer Council? Yeah, if you try to complain to the NCC, they will direct. invariably direct you to the Ombud. So you try the Ombud first. If you're lucky, the Ombud gets a result for you. But if uh, the company simply refuses to cooperate because they, they don't do have to, about it. then you try. You can try yes, going to because it's only the commission the that has the commission. as the regulator that can then Enforce. take cases to the consumer tribunal where the tr- where the enforcement happens. They can issue fines, um, and that the, the tribunal has the standing of a court. Okay, I know it's something the Ombudsman is, is trying to change. Uh, she did say in the report that they keep on flagging this yes. issue with the Department of Trade and Industry and Competition, that it's not helpful having a, a body like the Ombudsman if they can't enforce their decisions. Yeah, and, and I think it, em- it empowers the rogue companies to just cock a snook and just, you so know. we're just not engaging. Yeah, and they're yeah. a very effective organization, mm. in my view. Um, and I've had lots of people, I always ask for people to give me their feedback. So yep. I, I think... You know, it's such a, such a pity that they don't have any enforcement, and it's certainly something that I would support um, because it would ultimately lead to more justice for more consumers. <coughs> but anyway, what they do do quite well is name and shame. So when yeah. they get enough complaints about the same company, they will, um, we know as journalists that they'll it's, issue it's a powerful. Statement. They'll yeah. issue a statement yeah. and name the company and warn consumers against them. Um, so. So, yes. Um, okay, well, we've got the CEO of the Ombuds Office with us on the line to, to delve into some of the details of the latest report. Queen Monyai, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Pippa Tin and Wendy. Thank you for having us this afternoon. It's our great pleasure. Perhaps not surprisingly, given um, how our lives and our shopping habits have changed because of lockdown, uh, the biggest category of complaints in the latest year under review was related to online shopping. Queen, I believe it was 25% of all complaints received were to do with online shopping. Were most of those to do with with sort of customer service issues like it taking too long to deliver a parcel or bad communication? Or or, or were were a lot of them due to sort of out-and-out scams, people offering an online shopping experience that turned out to be um, uh, not not real, if I can put it that way. Yeah, uh, you know, you're quite correct. It's, it's 25% in the current year. Last year it was about 27, but it was a huge jump from the prior year, mm. which was only 6%. So sure, that's sure. that consumers are really moving towards uh, shopping online, which is now also coming out with challenges of, of those that are, not, are, are processed. So of the 25% in the the year under review, which is 2021-2022, about 65% relates to uh, those that were never delivered or they were late deliveries. And amongst those, obviously, are are the ones that you're talking about where we named and shamed some of the suppliers 
who were selling online, they'll take the money and ne- with the intention of never to deliver or sometimes it take too long. Yeah. Or maybe they over-advertise and take monies before delivery, they run out of stock. So about 65% of, of that relates to, to those that category. While there are other categories that also include services which were not or goods which were not as per the order mm-hmm. or perhaps not as uh, expected quality. So that falls about 6% or so. So the bigger, the bigger one, the bigger uh, part of the complaints is falling uh, among those that were never delivered or sometimes late deliveries. And mainly because suppliers are not communicating or perhaps not even giving consumers an indication if there is there are any uh, anticipated problems yeah. that maybe will be very delivered. Yeah, those are the, the ones. Okay. Thanks, Queen. So in, in her report, Ombudsman Mikhata Mbatlele said that between the Electronic Communications and Transactions Act and the Consumer Protection Act, consumers were covered for what she called just about everything that can go wrong in the ordinary course of online business. But the problem, she said, is that very few consumers know what online retailers must legally do so they don't know when their rights are being infringed and some of the things that they are required to disclose um, Mm. is uh, information about their identity and their contact details any codes of conduct that they subscribe to or bodies accreditation bodies that they belong to their refund and exchange policy is very important dispute resolution processes and the like and the fact that if a online uh, supplier ref- does not give this information, the consumer has a right to cancel the agreement within two weeks of receiving goods and services. Um, mm. And also the, the cooling off um, uh, period, yes, yeah, so that you've got that week after you get the goods. If, you, if they're not what you had in mind, you don't have to have a specific reason. You just get to cancel. And, um, and she also called for stricter um, sanctions against those who um, flout these regulations. Yeah. So what's, in your view, what form would those sanctions take? Yeah, you see, that one is a, one of the things that we have identified that is a huge problem. And communications are underway. I know that our office were working with the e-commerce associations to try and find the best way of how to deal with it. Because what we have seen on our side is that while we have named and shamed a few mm. and have not been uh, non-cooperative, yeah. even after all that whole uh, back and forth and us reporting them to the NCC, when you go back to the internet, you find that some of them continue to trade, even when we after all this. Or in other instances, we find that they will open up a new store with a different name, and you wouldn't even know that it was them. Mm. So consumers mm. continue to, to, to fall uh, victims of those kind of things. So in our view, we know that from the fraud prevention uh, services side, there are talks that are underway of coming up with uh, solutions around that. One of them, I would think that perhaps the regulator, because where there, there is non-cooperation or there are fraud uh, instances, we would report to the regulator. So I would think that as part of, of uh, the investigation or with proper evidence and all the uh, uh, 
investigating that they have done. Part of it could be maybe to close down the website. Yeah, okay. So that, that should be easy enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be one of that. But I think it also requires a lot of uh, identification. This morning when we were launching, there were some of the comments that came through that, that suggested that we should have cooperation with the banks because some of them would make payments through uh, their banks. And if we could collaborate with that, which we, were, we, we received that as a suggestion that we will pursue, uh, since we have a very good relationship with the banking ombudsman, we'll collaborate and see what is the best that we can do. But I think closing down the website could be the best that we can... Uh, okay. From your lips, <laughs> yeah, it would be fantastic. <laughs> Queen, um, going back to the, the 11.5 million rand, which was paid out uh, or refunded to complainants as a result of successfully raising issues with the ombuds office, that mm. it's, it's, it's a substantial sum, but it's, it's far less than what was asked for by, by complainants. And be, that is because, I believe, um, consumers who bring complaints to the ombud don't always understand what they can ask for. I believe you're seeing people thinking, for example, that they have the right to claim for pain and suffering, for consequential damages. Uh, can you maybe okay. just explain to us what the Ombuds Office can and can't adjudicate when it comes to, to an order around costs and refunds? Yeah, for refunds, we would be, usually when we take down the complaints, Part of the questions that we ask them is to quantify if there's a value that they can attach to the claim, we do capture that. But we are not, as you're correctly saying, we cannot be able to deal with the consequential damages because those only the courts can deal with. So we can only help in in terms of Section 56, which uh, Wendy talked about earlier, when she was saying that the consumer has the right of, of retaining the goods or within the six months automatic warranty. So we can advocate for a refund, a replacement or a repair. But if it comes to something that cannot be quantified in terms of where the, 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 the consumer just say, I ate something, I'm sick, now I want a million rand or something. <laughs> it like happens. We can't be able to go that far. So that, those are the ones that we end up then referring to to the regulator or referring the consumers to to logic maybe to to open cases through the police so somebody bought bad chicken and had to go to hospital you can't get the money back for the hospital bill but you can certainly get them refunded the cost of the package of chicken that they bought at the store am i understanding correctly that's correct and sometimes through the, the supplier themselves they can go even out of their own uh, customer service uh, initiatives or strategies for retention, they can give them a voucher or any compensation over and above what they have suffered. But that is not something that we can push for. We can advise the suppliers to, to, to look at that, but it's not covered in terms of, of the CPA from uh, where we, we, we are able to advocate. Thanks for that. Queen, one final question. If a customer listening to this wants to lodge a complaint uh, with the Ombud or to raise an issue with us, what's the preferred way of contacting you? Uh, through the website. I think currently we have seen that I think more than 90% of our complaints are coming through the website. Okay. So what we we advise consumers is to go through our website, www.cgso.org.za, and there's a link there where they will be able to fill in questions, pre-questions before they lodge, just as a way of directing them to the right place. So if they go to their website, 
they can get hold of us. Otherwise, they can call us, call our office on 0860-000272. They can call us and then we, our, our agents can be able to assist them on how this, they can be able to lodge a complaint. Queen Munyai, thank you so much. CEO of the Consumer Goods and Services Ombud. Uh, so again, the website, cgso.org.za and the phone number 0860 uh, Appreciate your time this afternoon. Consumer Talk. Open line. Call 021-446-0567. So a couple of open line questions and comments coming through, Wendy, and I think we can squeeze in one or two before we must say goodbye. Uh, if anybody wants to phone in, please do so now on 021-446-0567. This is an interesting one. I don't know if you've got any contacts at ESCOM, but listen to this mm. one, Wendy. What is our consumer right with regard to a faulty ESCOM meter power box i have reported it to escom for over a year mm. the problem is ongoing still not even a reply from escom but i continue to receive bills for over 2000 kilowatt hours per month wow. i've tested and switched everything off and it still keeps running city of cape town says they can't do anything because table view falls under escom supply so over a year of complaining I, and no reply i've had not had much luck with ESCOM's media division. Sure. I'm going to speak to our producers and see if they've got um, one that, that is um, effective. But um, I took up a case uh, not that long ago and just got no reply. I sent it twice. And Maybe we need to send it to Sikonati. So, yeah. I know he's quite busy these days. I, yeah, I yeah. used to have a great contact at ESCOM, but not, you know, they move on. And then, so... Um, yeah, if you want to send the full details, I mean that's an untenable situation. Actually, yeah, so, yeah. so I will commit to to doing my best to find um, a, a person, a, a media person yeah. at ESCOM who is committed to doing the job. And um, yeah, just if I will need all the details. Okay, so what you need to do, please, is send an email to Wendy on consumer at nola.co.za and that's spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R she knows a lot about consumer affairs consumer at nola.co.za uh, please put in the subject line Cape Talk faulty ESCOM box uh, Wendy will keep Perfect. an eye out for that she'll obviously need things like the location of the box your address your account number you know which date you first submitted the complaint and the like uh, but just to, to but please put all of that information into a single email uh, just a reminder again please we continue to receive complaints that come through in six or seven different emails it's it's just impossible for us to keep track of those if you had any idea of the sheer number and volume of mails coming into both Wendy's inbox and mine you perhaps would understand why I say that it's so important it so boosts your chance of getting immediate help if you put everything into one email, please. So ESCOM uh, power box in the subject line along with Cape Talk. The other thing to do, of course, is to reach out to Wendy on her Facebook page, which is called Wendy Nola Consumer. Okay, so the ESCOM one to be continued. Um, okay, and then Roger's saying, I requested a refund from my internet service provider for the time that the fiber connection was down. And they said due to them being a reseller of services, they don't do refunds. I've asked if it was down for a week with the same answer apply that they don't do refunds. Uh, I also asked Frog Food who, who provides the service to my service provider access and they said I must speak to my ISP. Can we uh, advise? I would say the person to whom you pay your money every month is responsible and they then in turn responsible for duking it out with their, with their uh, plan. So certainly, I mean, even in the good old 
days at the telecom if you, your line was down for a week or two weeks and you, you didn't get it automatically, but if you applied for a pro rata discount on your um, your subscription fee, you would get it. So the same applies. If you're not getting a service that you're paying for, they're liable to, to refund you that uh, the appropriate proportion of, of um, your payment. So I would uh, my advice would be to um, persist with that. Okay, so persist with Access, who is the person you pay your money to every month yeah. and say, I'm in business with you, you need to sort out the problem and then it's their yes. problem to sort it out with Frogfoot further exactly. down the line or whoever else it may be in that chain. I remember having this conversation with the Ombud as well, Wendy, confirming exactly yes. that, that you deal with the person you pay your money to and it's Simple. up to them to pursue it down they the line. They don't have a contract with the upline, they have a contract with that with the, that, that customer. Company. Yeah, okay. Uh, Roger, I hope you come right. If you don't and if you continue to receive resistance from them, then please feel free to send us all the details in an email to Wendy. The last one is more a customer rant than a question, mm-hmm. but I wonder if it's one that anybody else shares. Francois says, am I the only consumer who is angry with Albany Bakery for discontinuing the Ultima Multigrain and Pumpkin Seed Loaf? I can't believe there hasn't <laughs> been a public outcry. There has been a public outcry of one so far from you, Francois. I wonder if anybody else uh, is feeling particularly aggrieved at that decision if we get several such responses perhaps it's something we can speak to Albany about to get some insight into the decision well maybe. I could ask them anyway yeah. but I know what the answer is going to be they don't discontinue lines that are good sellers for them because it's not a clever economic decision they do yeah. it when the sales decline to the point where they don't feel it's, it's economic viable for them anymore. it's viable yeah. exactly so um, and I have a tendency to be in the minority of people that find things nice <laughs> appealing <laughs> and then they just continue them but yeah I'll be happy to I do have a, a, a contact um, with Albany and I'm, I'm very happy to ask and when the when and how and numbers and all those okay so those I'm going to just mail that just question to, to us Wendy and for, for a very quick uh, reply from them and as you say it's likely to be um, Dwindling uh, that they weren't selling enough of them. Yeah. Okay. That's where we must wrap up for today with big thanks to Wendy Nola 